Welcome back to the Buckley on Air show. It is yours truly, Buckley on Air, a.k.a. Derek Buckley Jr. Don't forget the junior. And I am here with my good friend, my brother, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Having a great start to this year. Uh, what's it called? Start, started this year with from a phone call from you, waking me up from my post-hangover Election, uh, New Year's Eve celebration. So it's been all good from there since the last time we spoke. How about yourself? Going pretty good, man. 2020 is finally over. Um, I heard somebody say this. 2020 is actually in hindsight now. So that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> and we, we don't have to worry about that no more. We're on to bigger and better things in 2021. And I'm just looking forward to it. A lot of good things to look forward to and to talk about today. Oh, Absolutely. So today we're gonna pivot. We usually talk about basketball, but today we're gonna talk football and we're gonna talk about Dwayne Haskins. Um, We're gonna talk about our NFL predictions. So I wanna start. Dwayne Haskins, um, for those not familiar with him, Washington football team's um, former quarterback, they drafted him 15th. They made some trades to pick him 15th. And then ultimately, um, after year two, he's been released from his team. So he didn't even get to play out his full rookie contract. What do you think about the move? I, I'm still sh- uh, shocked. I mean, considering all the turmoil going on with the Washington football team, I mean, despite all the quarterback uh, conundrum, they made the playoffs <laughs> somehow. And I'm happy for Alex Smith, you know, one, not losing his leg and two, leading his team to the playoffs. I'm, I'm just shocked. You don't usually see a first round quarterback getting let go 14, 16 games into his career with the team that drafted him. Uh, given the circumstances, I'm not, like, my jaw's not on the floor. I don't know about you. Uh, what about you? Honestly, I'm definitely in agreement with you on the being shocked part. Um, the one thing that I did not expect is for me to hear the things about his maturity to this extent. Like, you're going to a strip club with no mask on. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what is going through your head? Especially with all this pandemic stuff. And then to add insult to injury, your head coach just dealt with cancer. Like, you you didn't think about how susceptible he was to getting it and how bad that could be for his health. Like, what's going through your head? Hearing about his his practice habits um, and how he's not paying attention are giving his full attention in these like training rooms and and taking the day-to-day part of being an NFL player serious is disheartening um, to say the least. Disheartening to say the least. Um, how do you feel? Of, do you think that this move had anything, had more to do with his talent or had more to do with his habits? The talent is there with Dwayne Haskins, and I think a lot of why he's like you know was very nonchalant and not taking it seriously, as you mentioned, was everywhere. No matter who you are in life, there's a time when you know you could take things easier. Like throughout school, I was always smarter than everybody throughout elementary, high, uh, middle school, and high school. And then when high like 
I didn't increase my study habits when I got to college, when I got, I got hit with harder classes. And I finally got my first C on a, in a big class. Man, I, that's never happened to me before. And I think this is just another classic example of a guy with all the talent in the world, with the best arm mechanics I've seen coming out of a first-round quarterback in a long time in Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he he didn't increase his uh, his his maturity when he got to uh, the NFL and uh, it caught up to him real quick. And so I'm sure that's it called. I don't think it has to do with the talent, even though the stats aren't that great. He's threw as many touchdowns as he threw interceptions. And he had a very particularly garbage game in his last game with the the Washington football team. But uh, I I think it has to do more with the maturity. Uh, How about you? I would say I agree for the most part with the maturity thing. The only thing that uh, I would also point to is from what I've seen, he reminds me of Jameis Winston. I know you and I spoke about it and kind of pointed out that he reminds us of Jameis Winston in terms of maturity. But I think in terms of the way he plays mechanics wise, he reminds me of Jameis as well. Like you have the arm strength, but you you make risky plays for no reason. Um, you you're not taking your checkdowns and doing your one two or one two three. Let me find the open man. All right, one two three is not open. Let me see if my running back is open. Things like that. He's not he's not there with that part. And for me, being black, is I have the issue with not taking it seriously because although the the younger quarterbacks in the league, the the top five, I would say, are majority black, if not all of them are black. But for you being one of those younger quarterbacks, we're that's not our position. And this is something that's newer to the NFL to have black quarterbacks. You got that opportunity. Everybody doesn't get that opportunity. Do not like overshadow it and be like, I made it. You have to heed the moment, recognize, oh, uh, this is not just an everyday thing and do what you need to do to stay in those positions because unfortunately you got released and who's to say you'll get another job as a starter to be a come in and be a starter. You may not get that opportunity again. I think uh, I think he had too much in his head. He had too much job security than it really was there. Maybe he was assuming that Alex Smith, who just came off a career, I mean, life threat, almost life-threatening injury right before they drafted him, and be, that being the reason why they drafted him in the first round. He thought, well, I'm a, he probably thought, I'm a first-round quarterback. They're going to give me at least three to four years to figure it out. Uh, you, usually quarterbacks that are taken that early are given a longer leash than you know a Gardner Minshew who's a six rounder who had a flash in his first couple games and then lost his job after two games in a row playing bad I I think uh, going on your point about him not going through the reads and doing what an NFL quarterback does I think that was just me him going on about uh not using his talent, uh, having all the talent in the world and getting him over, you know, in college, he could have just thrown into double coverage, but he had all the arm talent to throw it in perfectly. Where now you're in the NFL, every defense you're playing against is better than the best defense you've ever played in college. 
And uh, I think he, he got the league will will shape you up real quickly. And I think this has been a big learn. He, he's grown more in the last month than he probably did in the first 23 years of his life. Well, experience to do that to you. Another thing in regards to Dwayne Haskins that I kind of wanted to highlight and ask you your opinion on is he's what the third quarterback to come out of Ohio State to get drafted to be a quarterback and no success. Do you think it's time for us to reevaluate the ability for Ohio State quarterbacks to translate to the NFL? I, I, I've been one. I've been trying to say we should put that under a microscope for a long time. They've had multiple Heisman-winning quarterbacks. Uh, uh, what's it called? Cardell Jones, or at least won the BCS championship. Probably didn't win the Heisman there, but uh, not Terrell Pryor. That, that's another name, Terrell Pryor. Uh, Smith. I'm trying to remember him from like 2007. One, he. He won the Heisman in 2007, and then he couldn't even get drafted in the fifth round. Uh, Ohio State's a great one of the, probably the name outside of Alabama, like outside of Alabama, Clemson, and uh, the Notre Dame who made it. They're the that's the that's the name in college football. So you have those quarterbacks come in and never you never see one of them even make sniff a Pro Bowl. You gotta wonder. If it's just all, you know, Fugazi to borrow an Italian term from my grandma. If it's fake gold <laughs> with their quarterbacks. I do think Justin Justin Fields will be the last barometer on whether or not court, oh, uh, quarterbacks from Ohio State are taken early. Okay. Because I was going to say, I think that he might actually be relatively good. Um, but he'll... he'll He'll be someone that we can see whether or not we need to take them seriously. Because Joe Burrow played at Ohio State, but he didn't finish there. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah, that's not really a fair thing. They they know how to get five star talent in the building and on the field. Uh, do you think Dwayne Haskins is going to get another going to get another shot this uh, next offseason? The team's going to sign him. Um, I think he'll get a shot in terms of a backup. He'll have to fight for a starting position, but that's as far as it goes. Um, and even with that, getting an opportunity, he's going to have to do a lot of soul searching and he's going to have to mature now. Like he does not have tomorrow. He's going to have to mature now. And he's going to have to show that because he has not even been on the field to at least warrant a team signing him and saying it's based off of talent. You, you have not produced on the field. Your maturity is not there. This is a business. What warrants, you're young, but what warrants me signing you? Because I can get another young quarterback who may not have the same skill as you, but works harder than you. And he'll probably have a little more success. So he's, he's on thin ice right now. He is on thin ice and maybe not even deservingly so, but that's just the way of this business, my dude. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. It's definitely the way of the business, and that that's what happens. Ultimately, you, you have situations where you, if you don't produce, you're let go. That happens to coaches, same thing. So for Dwayne Haskins, he's definitely got to make sure that he's in the work in the workroom, 
in terms of weights and working on his skills. He's also got to make sure that he's in the film room, watching and cutting film and seeing ways to make himself better, that he can go forward and improve himself and improve the team. Um, he may be able to get an opportunity similar to Jameis, where he's the backup and he'll be able to learn under a quarterback that's been doing it for a long time and pick up little nuances and tricks on how to improve himself. Uh, different ways to look at coverages, cover two, cover four, those different types of things. And hopefully at the end of it, if he does get another chance, he's able to bounce back, get himself opportunity and play again. Cause we don't want to see another Jamarcus Russell or Vince Young. Oh yeah, those we don't want guys, that at all. Yeah, those two guys ended up um, coming to the league and flaming out because for Jamarcus Russell, he didn't have the work ethic that he needed. Not that he didn't have the skill. Can't really say that he didn't or did, but that's a situation where you just got to put in that work. If you don't, you're gone. I mean, he got a he got a huge boat. He got the Brinks truck to give it to him on the first day of camp, and on the and I think that just killed all the incentive for him. Um, nothing wrong with getting his money. I'm happy for Jamarcus Russell, but uh, yeah, clearly once once he got what. It was classic Hassan Whiteside. Once he wasn't hungry anymore and he made it in life, he didn't have to. I mean, he showed up and put on his pads and everything, but you could clearly see the fire wasn't there. That was before he got that big contract. And uh, I, for being an FSU homer, uh, I was really discouraged when Drew Brees got hurt this year that Jameis didn't even get to take a snap. They put in a tight end. I mean, I know Sean Payne loves the guy, but that tight end uh, that plays quarterback in Taysom Hill got more touch. It got starts and everything. It doesn't, and, uh, me, it doesn't surprise me either. Don't get me wrong. As somebody who, you know, made a frantic last-second trade for <laughs> Jameis Winston just to find out that Friday in fantasy football just for Jameis to not even be playing at all. Mm-hmm. I should have seen that one coming, but, you know... That's just, that's just the story of my fantasy season. <laughs> that's why I don't do fo- fantasy football. It's too much stress. You, sh- you shouldn't. It just You just sit at your computer all day at 3.30 waiting for injury reports and wondering what have you done with your life. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll pass on that. Um, but we're still on NFL, like, like I said, and the playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... We've made it through a whole NFL season. We are entering into the wild card. Little, a lot of hiccups with the COVID, but we made, we got a full playoff field. And I'm, I'm happy we got, we somehow managed to get there without, you know, games being delayed. Oh, absolutely. With that being said, what are your predictions for these coming wild card games? And what are your predictions for the whole playoffs? Who's winning it all? Who's making it to the conference championships? Talk to me. All right. All right, I'll talk to you. I'll give you, I'll give you the hard truth. Hard, hard truth was watching my Dolphins lose to the second best team in the NFL on Sunday, getting their butts handed to them by 30 points. I, I was born in upstate New York, and you, what's it called? As long as I've been alive, there's always been optimistic pessimism about the Buffalo Bills. Whenever they're good, no, don't worry, they'll rip your hearts out. I think they finally got something to be happy about up there. And going forward, they're going to be scary. However, 
they're not ready to take on Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I have Kansas City beating Buffalo in the AFC Championship game. And then in the NFC, I I do believe this year more than ever, since only one team gets a first round bye, the Packers are going to make it to the Super Bowl and host the NFC Championship game against the New Orleans Saints, who, you know, they've been snake bitten by bad luck for the past three to four years. Should have made the Super Bowl two years ago against the Rams. That's just unfortunate. But I think the... I think the Saints put on a good showing, but they can't keep up with Aaron Rodgers' offense. And then we're finally going to get the the famous uh, what's their what's their insurance? We're going to get the All-State Super Bowl between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And uh, I think the winner of that game is going to be any football fan in America. But I will give it to the Chiefs. How about you? You're right, but you're wrong. Where am I wrong? You're wrong on the <laughs> NFC part. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the AFC and tell you what I think. Um, running it down, I do have the Chiefs coming out. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills beat the Chiefs though. Um, they are hot. They are they they are scary hot right now. And my dark horse, more so than the Bills, would be: do not be surprised if the Ravens make the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are not as hungry as they should be right now. I believe that the Ravens smell blood in the water. They're going to be the Titans. I'm calling it now. They're going to win that game. It's a revenge game from last year, and they didn't forget. They're going to win that game. The Bills... I got to disagree with you on that one. The Titans got their number. I felt bad for the Ravens getting pitted against them. I thought the Ravens would beat any other of the five teams that in the AFC that in the first round. But they had to go against. They have to go against Derrick Henry again. You're wrong. I, I, needed to be I'm wrong. wrong. All right, I can't wait for the next podcast, my friend. <laughs> You're right. When I tell you that I was right and you was wrong, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll own up to it. But will you own up when Derrick Henry drops 200 yards on them again? <laughs> yeah, you said he'll drop 200 yards. It doesn't equal a W. So all right, all right. I'll, I'll eat my humble pie if they win, but. They ain't no humble pie to be eating right now because I got them, got the Ravens winning that. Um, like I said, don't be surprised if the Ravens make the Super Bowl. But right now, with my prediction, I got the Chiefs making it out of the AFC. In the NFC, I have a very similar situation to you. I do believe that the Saints and the Packers will end up meeting. But I have the Saints. I think that they, they definitely have the best defense in the NFL and I believe their secondary is going to do a great job their their front line is going to get to Aaron Rodgers and frustrate him Devontae Adams is great he's going to probably have every single catch but him having all the catches is not going to be enough you're going to need Aaron Jones who hasn't been playing like he was to start the season I don't see him breaking out in these playoffs and with that I have the Saints making the Super Bowl and they got Drew Brees, and he. This is his, this is his uh, John Elway moment to ride off in the sun after he wins the Super Bowl. Uh, so I see the Saints making it, and I see the Saints winning it. I what's it called? You just made a good friend in Jack Friedman. I don't know if you remember my roommate Jack Friedman, the huge Saints fan. He, once he hears this on the podcast, you're gonna get a Venmo from him saying, "You know the truth." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've 
My biggest thing with the Saints going forward is the health of Michael Thomas. They need uh, last year they didn't have a number two wide receiver to take attention off of him, and then they they got that help this year with Emmanuel Sanders, and he's he's been really stepping up for them, especially with Michael Thomas just battling a year long ankle sprain injury. He, I've I have a good feeling they with all this time off and everything he's going to be a fresh spring. Uh, Michael Thomas is going to be a fresh spring chicken out there in the, in the playoffs. I really hope he, I just hope he's, you know, at least 90% of what he should be out there, especially, you know, sabotaging my fantasy season this year after I took him with the third overall pick. <laughs> it would have been reasonable if he didn't get hurt. I just, for the Packers though, I think the Packers have a suitable defense. They don't have, I wouldn't say they have a top 10 defense, but I would say it's a top 15 defense in the, in the NFL, and I think playing at home in Lambeau is always tough for opposing teams. Like, I, I know they're all professionals out there, but that shit's cold out there in January. I don't know if you've ever been in the snow that long. It it wears on your fingers, man. You can't feel the end of your thumbs. Uh, I think, I do think Aaron Jones returns to being Aaron Jones, and if that doesn't happen, I do. I really like the Packers uh, head head coach up there. I mean, Lafleur. I think he knows how to get the best out of his running back rotation, and uh, I do think we're about to get some great football at least. Though I don't think that there's going to be any blowouts going forward or any games where we like that first Super Bowl we watched in college where it was Denver Seattle and we thought we were about to get the best game ever and then <laughs> we ended up playing spin the not spin the ball we uh, ring of fire by halftime. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bad. I remember that. That was a bad night. <laughs> um I got another prediction that you probably might flip out on me about. Let me let me hear it. Washington's going to beat Tampa Bay. What? You're not going to disrespect the goat like that, are you? You're, you're going to make me stand up for Tom Brady right now? Is this your oh, final this is joke? a good one. Go ahead. I, I got to hear I got to hear your yeah. soapbox right now. Uh, my soapbox? You, you know me as resident Patriot slash Tom Brady hater. They, I will never take an opportunity to say why he's not the greatest of all time. But they're not going to lose to a team that doesn't even have a winning record, my dude. <laughs> they're good. They got Antonio Brown back, even so. Even if Mike Evans can't play, they still have the best wide receiver of the gen of our generation on the football team, and they're gonna. They're, what's it called? I can't even tell you the Washington's quarterback now. They got rid of Dwayne Haskins. I mean, it's gonna be Alex Smith, but God bless him. He can't throw the ball farther than twenty-five yards. It's gonna be a bunch of dinking and dunking. And what's it called? Tampa has the linebackers and Levante David, and. Uh, I believe they got a rookie on their team. They got a good defense, and they're going to win by at least ten points. It's going to be a boring game by the end of the fourth. You're wrong. Why, why you have Washington? Why you have the Bucks you're losing? Wrong. And you're wrong. I'm telling you now, Chase Young, that D line, they're going to disrupt so much stuff for Tom Brady. It's going to be frustrating for him. And I'm not. Like, I'm being as serious as can be. He's going to have a very frustrating game. It's going to be a very close game. Going to be a low-scoring game for what the Bucks can produce. And I see it being like a a 17 to 14 game that the Redskins win or the Washington football team win. I'm I'm telling you now, 
remember that I said this. The the Washington football team will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. I will blast you. I will, what's it called, give you all the praise on my Twitter and say it. Derek is a football genius <laughs> if you get this one right. <laughs> I don't I, I, I don't see it, uh, but, you know, that's why they play the games, man. That game, the game starts 0-0 for a reason, I guess. No, you're right. I wanted I wanted to pick the Browns over the Steelers, and I like genuinely did. But Stefanski's not coaching. I think that's going to be a problem for them. I know. Well, they got let into the playoffs anyways. They got let in by Big Brother, not even playing Big Ben or any other starters on defense. They're just happy to be in the playoffs. You saw how happy and jubilant they were to just get let into the. Yes, this is a sour Dolphins fan. Who you know was ten and six and not in the playoffs because you know the Bills didn't rest their starters. Thanks Buffalo. So you think that uh, <laughs> Buffalo what is disrespected football by playing their starters? No, no, they re- they respect they 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 disrespected me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, if I wish I was as big as important as football, I understand why. I mean, I don't really understand why you need the two seed that bad. There's no home field. There's no fans. You're gonna play in front of. You're gonna lose. Are you really that worried about losing to Pittsburgh, who you smacked three weeks ago at, I mean, at Pittsburgh? It's revenge, and I think that that game would have been a lot closer had Pittsburgh not been in the situation they were in, with the Ravens screwing them over. And I mean, I don't think it was intentional that the Ravens did it, but I do think that if they would have actually played those games when they were supposed to be played, that the the fall that the Steelers had wouldn't have been as bad. If more more or less the Titans screwed the Steelers. If they had that bye week in week eight instead of week three, they would have been better off. And mm-hmm. uh, they, because those bye weeks are huge for NFL teams. And if you, I remember my Dolphins when the when that hurricane hit in week one a couple of years ago when Her- Irma hit, they had to use their bye on week one, which is pointless. You haven't even played a game yet, and then they had to play sixteen straight games. I was, and by the end of that season, they were wiped. Right, and I mean, it, it, it's understandable, and I, I, it's unfortunate that they didn't get that bye week. Um, we'll see how that works for them. But another thing, since we're speaking about playoffs, I wanted to get your opinion on what Joe Judge had to say about the Eagles pulling Jalen Hurt. Do you feel like that was disrespectful to like the unwritten rules in the NFL? Should they have let him play? and actually tried to win that game. What are your thoughts? I think it's disrespectful to Jalen Hurts if you believe he's your quarterback going forward. I don't believe, the, the most they gained out of it was moving up two draft spots to six, where if they lost, if they if they messed around and won the game, they would have gotten the eighth overall, which uh, I don't believe the Philadelphia Eagles owned owed the New York Giants a favor by playing their starters, but if they were gonna just, you know, tank right at the end, just don't just play Nate Sudfeld, that third string quarterback, to start the game, not just at the end of the fourth quarter. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts wasn't playing that great. He was seven for twenty with two picks. He had two rushing touchdowns, but he wasn't really game was close because of their defense. And uh I think it's it's it broke the unwritten rule of trying to win. Right. If you, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna tank, just start at the beginning of the game. Don't give people false hope to watch a game until the fourth quarter. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, well, I agree with the not. Don't don't start your guys and bench them. Personally speaking, I do believe that that was disrespectful. 
like you did make a valid point. You don't owe the Giants anything as the Eagles. Personally speaking, though, and I can only imagine what it's like to be a professional athlete. You don't play these games to win. You could care less about a draft pick. None of these players are playing for a draft pick because that has nothing to do with them. So for those players, I can imagine and understand their frustration. Like, yo, he would have gave us a chance to win this game. Why are you playing around? They're playing for pride too. They know their season's over and they know for the most part. And like you saw after the game, they were Carson Wentz, uh, Jason Kelsey and Zach Ertz, who are, you know, main staples of that team for the past eight, the past decade, almost. They were, they were out there acting like, you know, they had just played their final game together, which it might be the case. They might not want to come back and play for Doug Peterson after that, after that shenanigans he just pulled. I think he did more damage with pulling with the way he conducted his team and purposely tanking in that fourth quarter more than any good than any good positive that can come out of the difference between a sixth and eighth pick overall. I think. But do you agree? Very... Do you agree that tanking's okay though, in general? Um. Oh, that's a good question. I, I'm inclined to say no. Um, yep. I don't believe that you should lose on purpose to try and get draft picks at the beginning of the season. Let me make sure that I make that clear. At the beginning of the season, I think you should try and win as many games as you can. As the season progresses and you already know your personal fate, I don't see anything wrong with going about the rest of the season and trying to optimize your opportunity. You didn't do well when in you not doing well, there is incentive to you unfortunately having a bad season, which is a high draft pick. At that point, if you're at the midway point and you already know your fate, that I don't see any reason why you would be trying to win. Or if it's like basketball where you play through the season and you're say you're the magic and you're in the middle of the pack and you don't have a superstar on your roster and you have a chance to make the playoffs and you're not a free agent destination i don't see any issue with you tanking it and saying season's over we're not going to be one of the top seeds let's trade away these good guys get some assets so that we can build a stronger future going forward. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. You're about saving face and saying we put out a good effort to start the year. Our intentions were to win win and make the make the playoffs and everything. But that's just not in the cards, fans. And, and, it, and as a fan, I think I could accept that from a team as long as, you know, you, you make the most out of that draft pick at the end when push comes to shove. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to watch your team lose, though. Hey, even if you know they're gonna lose, it doesn't make it easier. You're like, you know, when when your Dolphins lose by forty against the Ravens, it still doesn't make the pill any easier to swallow. When you're you try to tell your friends losing is winning. <laughs> That's what it seems like. But I mean, it. it I, I'm not an owner, so. Um... I'm not the one paying their checks. <laughs> I'm just so like, I'm just the one sitting on the couch. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm not an owner, so I, I'm a, I can chime in and give my opinion on it and say that this is what you should do, but I mean I don't know the financial benefits of that or whatever the case may be. I just think that you should strive to win. Um 
and in striving to win you you may not but if you can get yourself in a position to win i think you should keep yourself at that position as long as you can because that's what the the really good franchises do the heats the steelers teams like that they don't lose owners yes first they they don't lose on purpose we go in every season we if we got to revamp we got to do that but our goal is to win and that's what you need to be doing play to win the game my man exactly well that's all we got for you guys today it is again your boy buckley on air Derek buckley jr don't forget the junior you can follow me on instagram twitter or facebook on buckley on at buckley on air that's b-u-c-k-l-e-y on air alex where can they follow you at they can find me on twitter i'm a tater t-a-t-e-r underscore joe a play on trader joe which apparently was already taken apparently that's a huge food chain i didn't even know <laughs> just kidding well and uh yeah, find me on Twitter there, or you can find me on Facebook at Alex Lamonico. Uh, big fat white guy. Hard to miss. And we out, you guys. Peace. Right.